we're back in the house with the Woodsman's Perspective podcast, and uh, we got a few. I don't know if we'll call them all guests, but we got a stranger over here. We got Mitt back in the house. God, Mitt, that ain't right. Throw a man down. Well, like look, that. I tried to renegotiate my contract, and I wasn't here for about four episodes. So, what's that tell y'all? Well, that's, <laughs> we we got all the pay. I tell you that. Well, look, we made up for it. Chris fixed you a meat tray. I did. He did. I did. It, man. I'm treat him like a king coming. Dollar out. General and and Sam's would make it every time. Yeah, well, look, y'all know if you've listened to even one episode, no matter what we're talking about, we tend to talk about legacy, and and uh, I don't know if there's a better example of that than, than the, the guys we got in with us now, the, the Hollis brothers. You, you may follow them on YouTube, Hollis Farms, and uh, we got Jason and Brian Hollis in the house today. What Jason, how many prescribers about? you got on the on your YouTube? Right at 80,000 on 80, one 000. channel. 80,000. Yep, about oh. 3,000 on the other. Well, look, we got a history with these guys. I've, I've known them practically all my life. When me and Jason was playing cup ball out there, our, our Brian and my older brother, Corey, they were they were playing 9- and 10-year-old. And, and uh, so it goes that far back as, as far as, you know, history. And, and, you know, I can always remember, you know, seventh grade, you know, Jason in the paper with a turkey calling contest or, or Brian out there, you know, done shot deer and, and we didn't even see deer back in the 80s. But uh, their their daddy Joe was a kind of a pioneer and a guy I looked up to. It's, you know, they, it's kind of the old, um, what I say is the old Barbara Mandrell song, Country When Country Wasn't Cool, and, and he was one of the first ones. I mean, we were shooting everything. You know, and 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 guys, y'all y'all know how long, how old would that been, Brian? How, how many years ago that been? You think forty two, forty two, eight nineteen eighty two. Been the first piece, little small piece in Lowndes County. That's awesome. Still got it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we, yeah, is that forty two years. Is that right? Yeah, y'all were kids in, weren't you? I was seven. Yeah, I was eleven. And, and you 11. know, you know, deer. You know, the big thing, deer was just if you saw one back then, it was a big thing. Yeah, especially if you saw a buck. Right. And and if you're killing, you know, eight point bucks, that was a huge thing. I mean, you remember them days, Mitt? Oh yeah. <clears throat> I did, I wasn't born in this part of the country, but when I got here to Mississippi State in the late '90s, it didn't take long to where. Of course, I was interested in deer and deer management and deer hunting, but there was two names that always came up with killing big deer in this Golden Triangle, and even just not being from around here, you know, I, I learned to recognize them. That was the West and the Hollis. That's right, hundred percent. Those two names yeah. were synonymous for killing killing big bucks. And, and you know, Jason, that wasn't a, that wasn't a. I mean, you know, you remember we all grew up in that deer slayer, running mm-hmm. dogs, yep. deer slayer. Y'all was hunting on that that track down Dewey Cook track, what we called it down there in the bottom. And and you know, your daddy knew then he didn't own it, but he was smart enough to control the lease that joined it. Mm-hmm. And that's how. Really, that's how Hollis Farm yeah, started. started from right there. on that. That's I right. mean, that's that's how it kind of was a passion for y'all two growing up, and 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 here we are. You know, me and Jason are barely forty. You know, but uh, <laughs> plus ten. <laughs> yeah. Look, I just did a thirty year reunion Saturday <laughs> night, so he he knows. But you know, Brian, you're in your yeah, mid 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 fifties, and Brian and Jason, you're right at fifty, and, and you still love it. You hunt every. Like I asked Jason, I was trying to set this thing up. I said, Jason, you gonna hunt this week? He said, Yeah, every day. So I mean, you're here. Yeah, and I appreciate you coming in. This is the first yeah. first cold front. It's, it's a bad beautiful time. Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. He's about half mad over there. They already moving. Yeah, I'm gonna keep checking my cameras. <laughs> yeah, but but kind of y'all, you kind of take us through, you know, how it started. I mean, I remember a thing you told me stuck in my head. 
But in 83, y'all were planting sawtooth oaks. Nobody knew what a sawtooth oak was in 1983. And and how Joe got a hold of them. Yeah, you know, I meant to ask him. Jason may remember. I mean, I know where we got the trees and when we got them. I don't remember who planted that idea. But it was 82 when we got that piece down there. And it's just like all most other places we've ever grown into. It started out a blank slate. Right. It was row crop. Maybe a ditch running through it or something. But it was all about improving what was there. We didn't know what we was doing with kids. We knew we might get to shoot a deer. But we started planting pine trees. But then, And that first time, Jason Denner, we planted over 3,000 sawtooth oaks at one time. That's and Jason, unreal. I wasn't old enough to drive, but I was driving the truck between the roads. We was, we was digging holes with the auger. Wow. Jason was on the trailer dropping a tree off at every hole. And then we was coming back behind and packing the holes. And we took it a step further now. We had old back, old front end loader down there. Next year it was dry. We was dipping water out of the slough. And putting water in the hole. Putting water on the trees out of a bucket. And then we fertilized them too. You remember that? We fertilized them when we planted them with. Oh, yeah. Put it in the hole. Horse shit. But then we also I mean, went in there. We also went in there. We made us basically a dibble, but it was just a, a, a big piece of rebar. So you could jab that hard. We jab, tree, jab yeah. that hole next to the tree and yeah. hand put fertilizer. You know, in guys, that that's now. some of the oldest Triple ones, thing. probably. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, that's probably some of the older sawtooth trees yeah. in this country. Yeah, I mean, they they ain't been here that long. They said they wasn't supposed to live past twenty five. Oh, they 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 thrive. And they forty something. They forty. And they're 42. driving. Our, our survival rate, you could have gone down there, even the ones we've planted since then, yeah. we'll talk about them, 90% survival. And they were in good ground. Yeah. We gave them good space. And then the, in the beginning, we planted pine trees between them. To make them grow taller. And ultimately went in and cut the pines out. We, yeah. Some of them, we had green strips between the pine them. pine tray was to get the cover quicker. Yeah. Right. Right. Because of sawtooth. So y'all knew right. then, and admit we, we throw that – Early secession, but y'all were doing it then, trying to hey, the more cover I had, the more yeah. deer I'm gonna keep off the other yeah. people. Because at the time when y'all bought that place, they was hunting clubs all the way around you, running well, we, dogs. We, well, we was hunting the edge too. Right. I mean, we was, it was all edge, and and that's that's only good for so long. I I'll, I'll need to say this. I remember somebody telling me this, and I don't know if it's a lie or not, but the story was that somebody asked asked Daddy, Joe, what you down there? What you doing raising all them trees down there? And his response was, I ain't raising trees, I'm raising boys. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so if he said it or not, I can't confirm, but it ought to be on a T-shirt. It makes a good story. Yeah, but but we were down there. Jason's got some pictures. We could find them somewhere. And we were that age standing there with a pine tree we planted. In cold February, in the water. That's what we were doing on Saturdays. And I think that was that's important. I think about that a lot, even raising my kids. I think that's what set the stage for y'all's love of the farm and the land. It wasn't the hunting. It wasn't the bounty. It was the work and, and the blood, sweat, and tears y'all put into building that place. Yeah, we were down there. It was all the time, and wasn't a lot of deer. Yeah, I was going to say, really? how much of that emphasis or the, the motive behind that, if you will, was wildlife 
was, was it wildlife? Was it just land investment? Or was it just recreation? It was killing. Yeah. Killing. Yeah. I'll just be, I, it was killing. Yeah. Joe loved it's it. It's always, still to me this day, everything I yeah. do is to kill something. Right. I'm not doing it for fun. Right. I'm after a big buck or a long beer. Right. And but you, ain't love, even it, but be you a, love the management part of it. I, I do, yeah. but that ain't but one reason I'm He's doing saying. it. That's right. Yeah, and so that's an important point I'm not now. sitting at home thinking about it. I'm going every day. That's right. Where most people dibble dabble i'm That's doing right. it for one reason That's i promise right. you if it wasn't i'm going somewhere well else. you got people that have that mindset that you know, I'm going to kill, and they may hunt every day, but that's all they think about it is from October 1 to January 31. Jason's down there 365. And when he had the deer farm, I mean, it was your life. Yeah. I mean, that was every day, every night. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and look, Jason's one of them ones, like we say, I wish he had that black book to write down every one he shot. He'd probably be... I hope he's got it. I don't know if he's ever I kept up with I had one until I was about 20, yeah. and I It'd found it the other day. Yeah. It'd be interesting. But, you know, y'all, it's it, getting back how things have changed, and we was talking about some stuff, you know, just by being around you two and y'all talk, I kind of picked up on something. But, Jason, you mentioned something, and, and, and Brian mentioned it earlier. What did the biologists tell you about spikes back then? Well, and I, I probably remember this a little more than Jason because this is when we were in the club down there before we had a place of our own. And the general knowledge or the, the management from a genetic standpoint was that a spike would always be a spike. And shoot them. And, and this was a club where each member got, what, maybe two bucks? Two or three. Two or three bucks. But, but when the biologist said kill spikes, they was unlimited. Well, that's where I come in. Man, I burn a lot of 270 shells. Eating the spikes oh, up. It did, he better not break the hair because he was a spike. What would you say, Jay? How many days did you kill that one day? Five. <laughs> <laughs> run out of bullets. <laughs> Eyes out. And you know, it's so funny. Those guys were we supposed to We didn't see no two-year-old spots. Those so guys were supposed to have been the sharpest in their field. Yeah, you know where that came from. I know exactly where it comes yeah. from. But they supposed to have been the sharpest in their field. It just shows you that we, we get it wrong sometimes. And, and now, I mean... We, well, and there was no genetics, no, real. There were no science no. to it back We know then. now it's the time in the, uh, when they're bred, and, and then, you know, it, it's just a, you know, the biggest deer we had in our study, y'all remember when we was Radio Collins deer? He was a spike when we tagged him. He ended up being 174 inches. He was the biggest deer in the whole study, and he was a spike. Yeah, it's got a you slow know, start. I, I pulled him out of the box when we tranquilized him, he was a spike. You know, I mean, this shows you they didn't get it right, but... Well, back then, too, now, not only was we hammered on the spikes, but I don't believe we shot does. It was I don't a, know if you could. It was that safe. You had a doe date, remember? You had one doe. 27, right. The 27th. Was it, was it, was a week, it, was it was a week in Alabama long before Mississippi yeah, two, went right. to it. Two days. We had a Saturday. I think it was a Saturday and a Sunday yeah. was doe day in Alabama back then. I mean, you didn't, back you then. didn't shoot none. Like I said, it was – I was – Way out of high school for I probably yeah. have a kill point. Yeah. Not even with a bow. You didn't yeah. shoot it with That's a right. bow. That's right. right. Well, and it wasn't just a whole lot of deer. Now, deer were deer were in pockets back then. Right. They were up down this river here. Hey, where we grew they, up at. They yeah, no, deer, no, deer. no deer. I mean, my grandma. My grandma told me she born and raised in New Hope. She told me she remembers the first time when somebody saw a deer track. They come everybody. All come her brothers see, yeah. went to go see that deer track. Right. And wouldn't eat them because they didn't know how to cook them. It ain't that long ago, you think about well, it. I remember in the early 90s, we was at the playground, and a deer come walking up a buck <laughs> out there. We was petting on it, and we said, man, this is unbelievable. Well, we didn't know it was Joe Hollis's buck. Yeah. <laughs> got out, come down yep. into the playground. You remember that? Yeah, I do. 
You had to come they, get they, that thing. They had to they had to escort that deer through Mason subdivision. Walked it all the way cutting back. Cutting people's chain link fences so they could go straight through. Yep. One pulling and one pushing. Feeding him a piece of candy and he, he went all the way through. We looked up, there's a buck standing there looking at us. He was happy. Yep. That was funny. I, I can remember that. But, you know, look at, uh, was you planting food plots back then, y'all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So y'all were planting them back then. So that in the 80s. Lots of corn. Really? Oh yeah, planting oh, yeah. corn. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to. We used to plant several rows of sweet corn, and I'd drive Daddy's truck, 10, 11 years old, and old store at the state line. Yeah, I'd sell oh, Hanson's old store. I, Hanson's. Right. I was selling corn out the back of Daddy's truck on Saturday morning. Okay. Well, That's you, awesome. that was before the food plot, the food Revolution. plot in a bag. That's right. Because I, Whitetail Institute would have been the first one. Yeah. But we, you know, late eighties. Yep. Ray Scott and then was coming out yeah. with all that stuff. I guess back wheat. then it was ryegrass. Well, wheat, wheat, and then he, the first, the, the, the whatever, the Interior, third, the, imperial whatever, white, the imperial white, and we planted it all. I got some old pictures of me and Jason in our old skinny shed with the imperial white tail clover bag Man. pinned on the wall. Still oh, there, Scott, still there. So you know, we did that, and then then of course it evolved into the nineties. We evolved in some of the other blends around, right. and then we went away from that and. If I, I imagine if it could be planted for deer, we planted it. So at the time, that was the 80s. Y'all was in Alabama, red soils, red mm-hmm. clay, sandy-type river-bottom soils. And then, you know, Joe had another vision and said, I want to get in the prairie. Mm-hmm. And he made that. Y'all kind of tell me about that. He made that move. That was 1991. Across the river. That's right, ninety-one. And he 92. and he was following Joe. That's when he bought Mayfield, I think, right? Mm, that's right. He was following the soils. Something made him say, "Hey, okay, I've done all I can do here." Well, you wanted a place too. Now, is that when the he, fence he, was kind he, of he a thought? Nah, no, no, no. He wanted a place that he could improve. There were other tracks down there available that pretty much would have been turnkey, like you wanted them. Yeah, he wanted. To, I mean, that place was row crop. Yeah. Ninety percent of it was row crop. Mayfield, yeah, oh. yeah. And the old Johnson thing, place was timber place. Most of it was timber uh, stuff. Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the stuff yeah. Now Hilly stuff. Hilly yeah. and timber. Yeah, yeah. It, the, but the Mayfield place was all row crop except the ditches. It was a clean slate. Yeah, and Y'all and I can remember us do. talking about, of course, looking at the old maps back then. You had to go to the blue line and maps. Get them. Yeah. And and trying to connect the dots, how we want to maybe create some travel because we were we were hunting edge. You could go down there right now with the beans in the field and maybe see a hundred deer. Right. Thirty days from now, when when the beans were done to hunt, gone. yeah. So so we started to connect the dots, fill in the patchwork. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Jason, Jason was coming. Down yeah, there. Jason had to call speak the to turkeys that. across the river. Oh, we didn't have nowhere for them to roost. Well, it, well you knew how to good, call them. I can tell you a good story on that too. <laughs> but that was a that was a choice to to go mm-hmm. over there. And plus you had, I mean, really to think about this, y'all had the best place on that side of the river, but you, but your daddy saw a vision. He wanted more. And, and, and I mean, that's Knoxville County was known. Mitch, you know that now you being up here in Brent, you do. Knoxville was known for having the biggest deer in them. You know, that's when old Glenn Jordan killed the yeah. state record. Yeah. Right there. Right at, at that time. Right mile mile south of us. Right. Yeah. So that, that was, that put Knoxville County on the map as far as, Hey, you know, here, here's where the big deer are. Yeah, well, I'll say, looking back, there couldn't have been a spot that was in a better location that could be improved. 
like I said, you could have bought across the river. It wasn't for sale, but if you'd have right. bought a, on the other side of the river, it was all bottomland hardwood untouched. Right. Still pretty much untouched. But for us, it was it was a blank slate, literally. And y'all could do old, what you wanted to. Nothing but old black mud, and it'd grow every, anything you plant in it. But started planting the trees and laying out the food plots. Jason was coming home from school. and We pretty much covered it with trees and then bush hogged the food plots when we decided yeah. to cut them out yeah. where you wanted them. Yeah, a couple, couple of them I remember laying out. We knew we needed I'd go out. I'd go down there just... No GPS or nothing. I'd just walk off what I thought was a good shape field right. and flag it. And then when they got to it, plant it. But, you know, back then, all those trees, was it close to 200,000 that year? I don't know. We could, we could plant a <clears throat> thousand an hour. A thousand an hour behind a tractor. Yeah. So y'all rented that old, that little We, had, we had one. Still, on it's thing. still in the barns. You need it. Up one. I tell you, that thing was fun to ride, wasn't it, Jason? You know, Daddy would never <laughs> let nobody <laughs> ride it. To he this day. He's the only one that ever rode it. He wanted to put them trees Somebody in Somebody else had to drive the track. You know, they had that wheel mark when that wheel mm-hmm. run around. Boom. Yep. And back it, then, we was planting them on a 8 by 8 spacing or 7 by 9 Too tight. Too tight. Yeah, too tight. I mean, tight. we were planting them tight. But we turned those row crop fields into pine thickets. Y'all do that immediately? Yes. Because it was open fields. I mean, it was open mm-hmm. as they get. Now, is that – tell me a little topographer people that knows. That's right there at the Knoxville River bottom, right? Yeah. 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 Right adjacent to it, but it was there, there again. It, it's like they say down there: you plant a pine tree and get out of the way. It's gonna go. It grows them. Yeah, grows anything good. But we, I know, I think Jason, that year we kept up with that. I think it was about two hundred thousand trees that year. It's a bone. Well, a lot of pines got planted in that time. When yeah, CRP, all over. Yeah, CRP yeah. type stuff. Yeah, it was really before that. Got it was before that. The pine tree revelation was. Early 80s, mid 80s. Oh, right ahead of that. That's another subject. We'd already done it in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that first year, you're talking about 200,000. You put roughly 350 acres, which y'all planted that first year. And, well, I mean, I just, I just it cracked was more it than that. So it, it was more than that. No, it take longer than that. I mean, you start, Did y'all plant them over the course of several well, years? Well, of course y'all? of a few yeah. years, but yeah. that one year was close to 200. Yeah. Look, we was planting them things in June. Golly. Yeah, whenever we could get out. Whenever they dry enough. Nobody in the world ever be wet. planted a pine now, tree Let me tell y'all something. They'll tell you it's yeah. wet. When that place gets wet down there, yeah. them feet get about, for like uh, concrete yeah, It's either too of wet or hard as this floor. Now, for yeah. a point of reference, this is if somebody's watched y'all on YouTube, when you're out there with the drone and you're out there watching logs, is the same, same ground? Probably don't never see that place. Not as much. Okay. Not as much. Now, what year, y'all, because I know they was – you know, you've been on this YouTube thing, and, and uh, now you got to understand something, y'all. When, if the Hollis boys growing up, and I've known them all my life since I was a little kid, if they killed a deer, or if Joe D, their daddy killed a deer, nobody in Columbus, Mississippi knew about it. It was quiet. We were secretive. Y'all were secretive. It was a secretive deal. Why? I don't know. But we just we felt like we had to be secretive about it. What made you, Jason? What made you? And you too, Brian, say, look up. We're just going to open these books up. What made you want to do that? Truth, start with, and I always tell the truth, was money. Just, just honest. You could make some money I'm not going to spend my time with much of anything if I ain't. Yeah, there's, some, there's always revenue opportunity there. And, and, and it was, think about it is, we don't, we, from, from day one, we've never planned what Jason videos 10 times more than I'm able to. We never planned what we were going to do. There is no script. 
There is no, what are we going to do today for YouTube? It's just what we do every day. And I think that's what people liked. Well, I'm going to tell you, people like learning. I mean, you, you invent all the people that y'all have touched that didn't know from little stuff as putting a bridge in, bush hogging this, you know, leaving this. I mean, people learn from this stuff. And that's one reason us three, me and Brent and, and Mitt, and I think you can agree that, you know, what good is that information if we keep it bottled up? How can we ask that neighbor not to shoot that small buck if we don't tell him why? We just got to find a way to monetize it. Chris, Chris, you made a good point. Jason and I talked about this in the very beginning when we started the channel. It was not called Hollis Farms because we didn't know how much we wanted to expose. Right. Yeah. We, we were very careful about what's like game. now. You don't see you just you, we, you see what we want you to see. Well, then as it we kind of evolved into. Uh, you made you mentioned something about your neighbors. I'm convinced, and Jason has said it before too. I think our neighbors, regardless of which piece of property you're talking about, I think our neighbors, I think we've helped. We've helped maybe show them what we're able to do, and I think there's a certain percentage of them that respect that, and they want to, they play into that same management. Well, style. Style. you don't have better. to wonder that. I've got personal I testimony. I got personal that. testimony. I mean, I. I know they watch. The, I know they watch the videos, and there's more stands on the property line now. Than <laughs> yeah. Well, and they, but that's always been the case too. But but if that guy, if that guy knows, we know what they're doing next door. We're 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 putting in the time and the effort and the money, and it, it just makes everybody around yeah, us Mid, better. Mid always says the rising tide raises all all yeah, boats, yeah. And, and I know. I mean, I've been at the doctor's office or a restaurant and have a Hollis Farms hat on or a sweatshirt that Jason gave me. And somebody will come up to me not knowing anything about it. Hollis Farms, I, I watch them on YouTube. And I, I learned recently that I got a hunting club down there close to them. Man, it's changed the way we think about the way that we're hunting. I mean, it's just so you can yeah. have 100% confidence. And, and, that it's yeah, and that's probably difference. the best thing about exposing those things because – they know our philosophies that have changed over the years, but we've gotten to a pretty good place as far as well, the way, what, how we think, what we need to kill. Yeah. And if that, if we have half the neighbors take on that same philosophy, we've accomplished a lot. No doubt about I it. I used to do it a lot different he, he, through the first few years of YouTube. I didn't film a lot unless I shot him. Right. Because once he's dead, they can't kill him. That's right. That's why yeah, I that's thought. That's right, sure. And I used to, growing up, didn't even... You wouldn't even talk about I it. I wouldn't even tell you what to kill because I knew there's another in there. That's right. Mm -hmm. But me and Mitt talked a lot about the size of a lake. And I thought about it and thought about it. And I said, you know, I like my lake where it's at. I know what I got. I can't do nothing about what Joe Blow does here and there and all. And the more, and Mitt's heard me talk about it a lot. The better I can make my lake, the bigger it gets. And if that fella's that we're talking about, you know, I don't care. I've changed completely. I don't care about no neighbor. I'm, I'm, I don't worry about it no more. You can't. Because you'll lose everything worrying about a neighbor. I don't care what somebody shoots. I had a big 11 point last year. I got a picture from old Slade over there. Sent me with a man and his uh, son. Yeah. And I, I, I've been meaning to call him, and I ain't done it. That's been a year ago. But I was super proud of Congratulate him. Congratulating him. But the more we let go, and like you said, the more with cameras and the corn feeding and all these days, people seeing them, they, they letting that 
they may not let all the four-year-olds, but they let a lot of three-year-olds. Once he gets past that, they finna have a trouble. So yeah. it's changed my thinking. The more they see, yeah, they may have more of a chance next door, but there's there's a the the younger crowd, and I've talked to these. Uh, I try to talk to these fo- older folks and even the younger ones in these clubs around us. They are social media is so big these days. I mean, if when we came to school, when I did talk about it. It was always how wide was it? That's right. Now it's what did he score? score. And mm-hmm. I, I scored my first deer just three, four, or five years ago. Right. Don't care. But if if they let them get to another age class, you're winning. Yeah. yeah. And and plus that once and I don't want to talk about the older generation, but they like to shoot. That's right. And I still do too. Yeah. But. The younger ones are that are in these clubs. When the older ones leave, it's gonna get better because they're gonna post it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, whatever. They're gonna post it. it. Yeah, they're gonna. I'll tell you that in a minute. Cameras make it better. They've already seen it. They're gonna post it, and they're not gonna post a spike. Right. I still will if I want to shoot it, but they're not gonna post it unless it's big. So it's gonna get one thing about social media, it will get the deer bigger on the the younger crowd. Look, every one of us some accountability. Yeah. For lack of a better term, you built in some accountability because yeah. you're doing it because you want to post it, and you're not going to post something. That's yeah, that's and right. if, if there's yeah, if there's a positive side to quote unquote trophy hunting, if there's a positive side to that, if that's what drives the guy's ego and his whole, if if what drives him is his ego and it drives him to let those deer get older, I'm all for it. it. Okay. That's that to me. That's a positive, and and. We all know that social media, TV, whatever, a lot of it's ego-driven. We see it all it the time. Some of the worst ones to ever watch out there are ego-driven. But as a whole, if it accomplishes the management goals we have, then I, whatever, whatever the yeah. reasons are. Yeah. I, I think, are, and, and y'all tell me, y'all chime in, but I think running these cameras, because we love them, and the younger guys run these cameras, most deer – that get shot too young or getting shot because they're surprised. People see them, they get all excited, they blow them down. If you've already seen that deer 10 times on your camera, yeah. when you see him, instead of grabbing your gun, you say, oh, that's that one I've been seeing, yeah. I ain't going to shoot him. It, they, it a takes lot of them get the, by. It takes the fun out of it for me. I it hate does. cameras. I understand. When I travel, I right. don't want to know nothing. Right. But down there, it's a tool. Yeah, 100%. And because a lot of times when you get these five, six-year-old deer and still hunting the bushes like I do, when you get a crack, you need to know it's where him. he's at. That's right. Because I've messed up on got- hundreds of them. Yeah. That ain't no telling how many 150 to 170s I've shot, but they were 130s and 40s yeah, when I soon. shot them. Right. Well, but that's right. The yeah. surprise, the Elma surprise. But I tell you this, and y'all can tell me this. There's Mississippi, just looking on the Instagram, Mississippi Whitetails or whatever. You, it ain't no need to travel. No more. They here. Right. And the reason they're here is, and I hate corn feeding, but the fella that, and I do it too, the the fella that's putting out corn and running cameras where that 140 pops up and then a couple of days later, this 150. He can beat you. He's letting the 140 go. It's got where it used to. You're an consumer. He'd have shot the the first one that comes through. Well, how long did it take us to ever kill a 140? 
because you was killing the 125s. Right. Yeah. And what's, what's the average whitetail on the wall in the state of Mississippi? What, about 115? 120. And, but if you ask them, 140. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but you're right. The, 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 it brings a whole different element. The element of surprise is gone. It's gone. But, like, for us down there, and this sounds contrary to what most people would do as far as we don't – now, Jason will tell you, and I'll tell him sitting here too – he don't see every game, every buck picture I got, and I, don't, I know I don't see what he gets, right. and we don't see what Jake gets. Right. But we have been able to protect some deer uh, in the last few years. Mm-hmm. There's been some deer we've identified, and then, it, then we know, okay, that deer's back this year. We, right. you know, we did the right thing, or ah, that went down. So the cameras, it's a tool. Yeah. I don't know any best way to put it. It's a tool. To accomplish, helps us accomplish what we want to do. Before we start talking about habitat, there's one thing that I like that y'all have done. You and you both. You've got Cody involved. You've got Jake involved, and their love for that place down there. You got another, and when those boys have children and they start going, I mean, you've already set that fire. I mean, I mean, Jake's our. He was our first deer of the year this year, and and it's usually him or the other guy, Brent. You know, and but it, it's they love it. And, and, they, and they love doing it. I don't know if it's it's a, you know, it's the same love that y'all have when y'all's kids. I wasn't going to go less, down. But less work than y'all two had to do. I wasn't going to go down that rabbit hole, but I do now that you brought it up. And Jason and I have talked a lot yeah. about it, is we are doing a very poor job recruiting kids into the sport. Right. And here we got three generations. Hunting on the same names farm. That love it like we love it. And so there's something to be, be learned right there for what they're doing. And, and if we can get Jason to talk about kind of his philosophy on trophy management versus recruiting his his kids into the sport, the trophy management is going to take a back seat. And so I think that's that's the downfall of a lot of, of, of dads, and I'm putting myself in that shoes just trying to learn how I want to think about that, is which one's more important, that recruitment into the sport or that hard line on that on that trophy management and the Hollis brothers have done that at probably the best balance that I've ever seen. Um, we talked but, a lot about that, Jason. But their daddy never left them out. But, Y'all played ball. It's, it's different and, now too. Now Jason and I didn't grow up with deer to shoot. That's right. But Y'all we shot. Different. Yeah. And we didn't. It's he'll say through Cody's and Jake's eyes is a whole different experience than what we saw we didn't know anything about when do we ever start talking about trophy deer well i was i was telling me the other day the the first deer we let go you may not even remember it but i'm gonna tell it i was 10 or 11 daddy had seen a four point and wanted to let him go and and i can remember crawling cold took my gloves off and I crawled to this next field because the pine trees were small enough I could see the next field by the time I got over there I don't know I probably I didn't have no binoculars barely had a scope on my gun by the time I crawled over and got to him about dark freezing to death it was at four point well I was mad because I didn't get to shoot well we stayed at the camp house that night being Brian and slept in a little bit and I got up and headed my way and he got up and and Brian walked up on that deer. Where was that deer? And killed the deer, the, deer that, the first deer we ever let go, the four-point that was on the gas <laughs> line. 
right there on the new <laughs> oh, road. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, and he was one of them. When you looked at him straight on, we were still in this once a spike, always a spike yeah, road. Right. When you looked at him straight on, he he's like a spike. He's a horn spike. Yeah, because I, yeah. I wouldn't have crawled on him if he had a big old fork. But yeah. when I got down there, he turned, I saw he forked. And then you're talking about a 10-year-old pretty – oh, I was probably 11, 12 then because Brian was driving. But I was upset because I could have messed up on him the day right. before. Right. And Brian killed him. I mean, that's how it was. It was all about killing now. You know, you're talking about four-point. You know, I was telling Jason a couple of weeks ago we was trying to set this podcast up, and, and I don't think Jake really remembered it when I told him. But the first trophy, the first buck I ever killed in my life, I was a guest down at Kemper County Hunting Club in Scuba. Okay. So I went down there, and Jason was down there hunting with a friend of his down there because they could shoot ahead too many deer, and, they, and he, he ain't lying. He likes to shoot. But I killed 11 point, probably scored 140, and Jason was there and helped us load that deer up when I killed it and then helped me, showed me how to skin the deer because I ain't never skinned a deer. I never killed but two, a doe in this one. But you was there. You know, you was there when the first trophy deer that I ever killed, you was there. It's been a long and, and, time ago. a long ago. time ago. You know, I was 13 or 14. You know, so I mean, shoot, man. But, um, you know, going, going back to Mitt, talking about the balance between hardline trophy hunting and a kid still loving to go. Because it's two, that's two different it's things. Two different things. Right. That's two completely different things. But when we, we didn't have that many deer, we didn't shoot does, we hammered on the spikes, and then. There did come a time where we wanted to start letting deer walk. Well, Daddy understood that we still needed to shoot deer. And we hunted hard. We picked up another little lease in the valley down there. Mm-hmm. It, it did, there was no restrictions. Right. And still to this day, that maybe there may have been more bucks per that I've ever seen oh, in my life. We're talking about when was yeah. that? Late 80s. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, late was, 80s. Wasn't it 80 acres of land? 120, 80, yeah. 80 something. But I know the guy that owns it. I mean, that. I mean Jason still, still got, got deer. y'all's two fields on it. I mean, we got deer on the wall from that place, and we wasn't calling it. We wasn't letting nothing go. Yeah. Buck or three a day. It didn't matter. But I'll tell you. <laughs> I tell right. you. One was thing. that pressure relief valve no, down there? Right. But I'll tell you one yep. thing Joe Hollis did do. We always talk about this location, location, location. He he found. Yeah, you got to go spots. where that. So it wasn't no internet back in the 80s, but Joe knew by listening. Because Joe, I mean, if you talk to Joe, Joe's a man of, many, of a few words. But he listened, and he, he was smart enough to say, I want to be in Knoxby County. He was smart enough to pull the trigger when stuff came available and started tire kicking. Well, I'll make you get it a little cheaper. But he, he knew what to do, and he knew what he wanted. And, and, you know, and I know y'all urged him to do that, but, I mean, you think about it. What's supposed people do? Well, let me think about that. Well, in the land business, you don't got, you don't got a day to think yeah. about it. Yeah. Because there's always that that guy up there at the bank is, that knows somebody that'll buy it. And and uh, you know and, and really where y'all ended up at, do you know how many people would love to have that place with it being farmland now mm-hmm. <laughs> and not trees? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But y'all are doing I, a lot more stuff now as far as habitat management. Mitts, I know been involved in the spraying and the way y'all thinning stuff now. Uh, the timber management is different now than it was back then. Y'all agree? As oh, far as yeah. what y'all doing. Just oh, changed yeah. that in the last, what, five yeah. years? Burning and spraying and thinning. I mean, you know what did that back then, Mitt? I mean, don't yeah, you agree? That's right. And that's why you made a business yeah. out of it. I mean, it, it wasn't done. I mean, Brent, do you remember back then when you was young? 
people doing all that kind of stuff. They'd burn on the refuge a little bit. We always burned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Jason was the one, just talking to him and visiting him, they were the first ones that really started thinking a little bit differently, that I'm going to manage my place for recreational, and that's going to be above, that's going to be a higher priority than timber management. I think we sit down one day and probably have a whole Oh, no doubt about it. That's a whole nother podcast about their vision. I picked up just a few little, call it skip traffic, some of your YouTube videos. You can do both. But, you know, the way Mitt and you, the way y'all are thinning tracks and spraying and burning, you're producing enough food that Jason didn't have to go to the co-op and get two pallets of feed. Until the corn became legal. Until the corn became legal. Then you about come. I mean, that's just the honest fact. Yeah. You got to, if you're going to beat them, you got to beat them. Well, you got to do what they're doing. I mean, it just ain't, I don't even worry about a food plot no more. Look, I'm. You just buy corn. Listen, I've, I've said this the whole time, and I've told you this, Jason and Brian will believe me. You take that guy with that corn feeder in that backyard with that light, he'd wear you out. And that wears me out, too, and Jason laughs at me because you know, he knows how bad it kills my soul. But I, I've always wanted to believe that you could beat them on good management, good habitat, the right food plots. And Jason would laugh at me and say, man, I can take 20 acres next to your track straight cut over with two bags of corn and beat your tail yep. every time. And well, that just, that and I hate my it. soul, but yeah. it, it is you can so do much neck truth and neck. in that. It, it goes back so, to what Brian said. They're going to travel. Well, I don't care if you got. Travel, but we, we've, we've proven that. We're starting to see that. They're talking about go back to cameras. Yeah. We got pictures of the same bucks three miles apart. Right. And, and, and we got, then every time one of us kills one, Chris sends me a picture of it. Right. From another property or from the year before. That's two or three miles. Yeah. yeah. I just want him on me in the daytime. Just one time. I don't time. care where he goes at One night. time. But you can double that effectiveness of that impact. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, turkey's yeah. the easiest thing to food with, and yeah. both states think it's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. That's it, the easiest thing to food with. Yeah, habitat's where it's at right yeah. there. Yeah, turkeys will respond to Yes, yeah, sir. On a, on a year-to-year basis. I mean, yeah. Jason picked up on some stuff last year. We That's probably another podcast, but – picked up on some things about a turkey's habits relative to our thinning yeah. schedule. That's some pretty cool stuff. I've learned stuff. so cool much stuff. from their track on, on oh, deer turkey. And it's, and it's for real. I mean, you see it. It's just right there. We live, our, our land here is so segmented. Fragmented, yeah. Fra- it, it, mm-hmm. it's, you look at a, a land ownership map around here versus right. out in the Midwest – Right. Of course, it's big, wide open country, but That's around it. here, it's just the right spot. Throw a pen at the map somewhere down the river. You've got to either buy more, piece. lease more. You've got to have your core place, and you've got to have people around you either on the same game, okay? Like Dr. Reed, he's on the same game with me. Best thing that ever happened to me. Um, but if you don't control it around you, you're going to lose them. I've proved these tactics on a small place, though. I don't necessarily agree with you. Okay. That's just me. No, okay, I understand. But we know we lose some. Yeah. But I'd say for every one you lose, you get one off somebody well, that's else. That's right. Too. You're gaining. I mean, you think about well, what you're doing. We've already shown had. that. <clears throat> some of, you know. Uh, but the Jake ones you lose always, the ones that always got to be the biggest one. Because yeah, well, you ain't feeding enough corn. That's right. <laughs> you're right. I'm going to tell you this is the honest truth, and not everybody can do it. You got to live it. Yeah. I, I, I do more work down there now than I do hunting just to make sure I get a picture of him every day. 
But y'all said you did. All he wants to do is work down there. He loves that work. Yeah, He's that I'm doing work. it to kill him now. Right. Yeah, I ain't he, doing he, it. He kind of moved into that phase where it's yeah. about the, yeah, about it, the projects. It, 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 I still work. see him. I see him crossing yeah, the river yeah. bridge. I yeah. know where he's going. Yeah. yeah. He loves being down there as much as he ever had. Yeah. Not not a, he like he likes seeing the rest of us hunt and the grandkids come up hunting, the boys hunting and uh we may get to that point at some time, but talking about letting deer go and somebody else killed them. On a club down yonder. Right. 11 years old, first time I ever sat in a stand, I had a shotgun, Daddy had a rifle. Christmas Day, 1980. That's awesome. About a one, looking back, a true one, probably a 125, maybe a 130. Eight point come in there. Could have killed him a hundred times. No, we're going to pass that deer. We're going to pass that deer. Of course, that, that hurt me. But I ain't killed a deer. I didn't care what I shot. Mm-hmm. But it was a nice deer. 30, 45 minutes later, this little daddy, one comes out there and says, that's got horns, shoot it. I, I didn't even never look at his head. I just shot it. Next day, one of the older club members killed that same bug. But uh just goes back to, we kept talking about letting deer go. I had not ever shot a deer. Right. Nothing. It was, uh, you was the first one out of all of our group of friends. We played ball our lives together. None of us turkey hunted. You was the only one. We was like, what is he doing? You know, I still got the same box yeah. call I started with. It's, it's look forty something. I told him when he got tickled, he don't get tickled much. But when he come in, we was talking about hunting. I'd, he'd show up to baseball practice to have his turkey hunting stuff on, and uh, you say, Jason, you been hunting? No, I ain't been hunting. Hell, I just saw you with your turkey hunting stuff on. You taking your boots, putting your cleats on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we used to hunt down there before school. Yeah, you school. Right. hunting for school. You know, you know, I never. We just laugh at each other. We look at each other and say, okay. <laughs> too hard to come by. Well, right. yeah, there wasn't many around. Jake, Jake wasn't going to give that information yeah. out. Wasn't no turkeys down. you going to hear, I've been hearing that pretty much all my life. You hunting a zoo, and I always tell them, I say, if you get your ass up every Saturday morning <laughs> and do what we do, and at night after ball practice or whatever, you come talk to me. Yeah, cause but until was, you do yeah. the time and the work, I won't hear it. Yeah. Well, it was like that. Nobody wants it was that. a zoo, but we made it that way. Well, that was at an early age, too, now. Y'all step back and think about how old is Mitchell now? Seven. He's exact. He's how old Jason was when we got to first place. And you know we enjoyed being down there. After we got through with our work a little bit, we might get to ride a three wheeler. And and then we don't know how many times me and Jason we got out of school on Friday. We went to the camp, stayed till time to go home on Sunday night. Right. Christmas holidays, we was there till Christmas night because Mama made us come home. But it was just us. We, we didn't we didn't know how to cook. Jason, I heard a little. We heard some remnants of a 185. Can you kind of? We hear one of these. Me and Mick get a little fired up. What what t- kind of tell us about these fork extensions? Well, our first our first three wheeler was a 185s. Had fork extensions on it because that made it kind of like a tropper. Made <laughs> it right. ride right. better. And That's black right. fork extensions. I remember. Them. And I think I, that we was talking about one spike. Always a spike. I was sitting on a place called the River Road. I actually went down there the other day and saw it, and uh, I think I shot five spikes that afternoon, and we put them all on that thing. I think I had to sit on the handlebars, but I can remember them. These are so different. People don't people don't remember this. We used to come in from the highway on this place, and I'm talking about going back deeper than any of us ever hunt anymore, and, and Daddy shot a doe. And it's cold now. I'm Clothes wasn't working. Cold. Flip. <laughs> yeah. Cold, Still <laughs> shank water boots. Man, we was cold. And look, <laughs> cold I was, he's wading chest deep. Get that dough. Floating me. I'm sitting on the seat. 
Yeah, to go get the the dough. Oh, yeah. And just proud as we could all be. Man, I mean, and we do it every day. I mean, don't think we didn't shoot. Joe loved it. Daddy may not want to talk about it, but I I will. We shot, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Don't none of y'all remember clothes being so bad. Man, we experimented with everything trying to keep. I don't know. My steel shanks were pretty cold. Steel shanks. steel shanks. We used to put on your thin church socks. And then you put paper towel over your toes like this. And then, and then you wool Because you're trying to get that moisture off the toes because yeah, it hurts so bad. Oh, He's sitting there just couldn't even walk out. It got cold in the 80s. Crying. I'm telling you, man. It was cold in the 80s. Well, we'd stick it out. I mean, we was hunting like that when we was young. and So... And, and, all well, no us, box stand either, buddy. All of us grew up <laughs> standing on a tuba. Standing on no a tuba. Look, listen to this. No doubt. Daddy, Daddy and Ronnie back then they hunted deep. Yeah. And and it not maybe not as deep as you think this day. It when was you get, back then. Though. When you get grown, but I can remember, of course, Daddy roofing this one place. It <laughs> it, it had half of a forty foot fiberglass ladder. The other half was broke tied it to the tree and then you went up about i don't know 20 more feet on just a two before nailed to the tree and then you got to that fork and it was two before crossing well i can remember being i was probably five or six years old he didn't let me carry a gun until i was 10 right so at five or six i'm climbing this with him. and fail and he caught me by my shirt's tail and throw me back on there. And we Hope your mama's there. not listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just, it yeah, wasn't no I, sense I, of a sense. Hey, we didn't know what a safety harness was. No, 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 no. Didn't wear one till not too long ago oh. because you just didn't do it. Brian, you, you said it earlier, and, and, and I've everybody been down. hunted. What about a cotton spindle? Look, Are they tough on the leg? They tough. They tough on shoulders and <laughs> necks and heads. I've fallen twice in my career. On a cotton spindle? Uh, one on a cotton spindle and one on a chain bro a couple years last year yeah. but uh man i don't bounce back like i used to but you got that right. but you know it the, the back then the, the height of your tree stands depending on where that first fork was mm-hmm. that's right and jason's right them stands were and dude your tail let me tell you something they didn't you didn't sit there for 30 45 minutes get out and go you sat there three or four or five <laughs> was, hours and you like God, man that was the coldest cold and that wind and blow them steel shank water boots man i, I could still i could dream about that yeah, green yeah, in them. that hurts me now but all of us grew up around a, a store called gibson's and and, and you and, know i still i looked the other day i still me. got the overalls i got a pair of overalls and a jacket real first real tree from, from gibson's, gibson's. And I got them big because they didn't have kid sizes. That's right. And I wore the jacket out, but I still wear them overalls. Real tree or tree bark? Real, Real tree. tree. I still got some tree bark. bark. Yeah. yeah, I do too. You used to go to the Army Navy store. Yes, I remember the downtown. The Army Navy. Yeah. That was where the turkey hunting clothes came from back then. Army was. Navy. Yeah. It's thing, you know, those things have changed. And we, looking back, we was crazy for, for loving it like we did because it was hard. Oh. It wasn't a real a whole lot real fun about it, and that's why just a few people did it. So that just for context, that Daddy and Ronnie that Jason's talking about is that Hollis and Wes I was talking that about earlier. Two. Those were the two yeah. that, that killed I, them, I'm telling and, you and they when, killed them. And I can remember remember the old old deer we drug out of Coal Fire Bottom down there that Daddy killed. These were 205, 210 pound deer back in. That was huge. That was man. huge. Nobody was, seen one that big. That was our 250, 260 now, right? right. Score 110. Yeah, 110 inch man. They, that's, that's when you ride around on. It, it, they would ruin. They would Monsters. ruin because you want to show them. Yeah, yeah, better them. be cold. 
I'm going to show it off. You know, not that one, dude. No, Ronnie, no. No. Ronnie yeah, and Joe were. Hollis and around here, they were the two. I mean, they were Ronnie West and Joe Hollis. And the difference they, was getting in there where a big us. buck would live, but yeah. also not shooting at them. But both of those guys, and I know them today, and, and I'm neighbors with one of them, but they were good at picking the right places. And and that's a big thing. We tell people Brent's in real estate now, and, you know, you're going to pay for your neighbors. I can promise you. One way or the other, you're going to pay for them. And, and, and a bad way or a good way, you, you pay for your neighbors. And when you, Absolutely. I mean, that's just yeah, we've you seen, at. you know, we've been lucky. I don't know that. There's always some, but I don't know if we've ever had anybody, any neighbors that we just thought they all kind of, I don't use the term fell in line, but they all kind of followed suit. Right. Um, but pretty, you got some big much. clubs that are well, really and, and you had some smaller landowners that got it. They said, okay, yeah. well, yeah, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to we follow that help. plan. We, we didn't have anybody lined up on the property line to intentionally say, oh, they're going to let them go, I'm going to kill them. We didn't have a whole lot of that. I don't guess that growing, I remember. Growing up, the hardest part when we first started letting deer go was the and, – and to each his own, I've done it. It's fun, but it was a dog hunting. Yes. It, it was hard yeah. to manage a place around dog hunting. I ain't no doubt. Well, well they say dogs right. can't read a sign. Okay. Well, the first place we had was small. What, right. 200 acres? 250. 250. Y'all still got that to this day? Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. That's the old yeah, Johnson oh, yeah. place? That's, that's where the yeah. – no, that wasn't Johnson. No, 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 no. That, that was, was on the Lowndes County side. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, down there by the Spurlock. Old Spurlock Didn't place. Aubrey yeah. have that? Spurlock place. Oh, Ronnie had part of it. Yeah, Aubrey Nichols it, had it, didn't he? Some of it came Mike from Mike farmed the, it. From that Mike was from Hansen. the old Spurlock sale down Could there. Be. And, and matter of fact, I bought a place that joined it. Yeah. You know, we 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 over there trying yeah. to hunt that two hundred acres, and Jason and we we witnessed it ourselves. We watched them back the trucks up to the property line, turn the birds, turn the dogs out. So that's awesome. But that was part of it. Part of it, you know, we yeah. just dealt with it. At that point, we're shooting about anything anyway. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah. But I still wanted him standing still and not running on her. Look, we, we, we talk about colorful characters in, in life, but this Dewey Cook guy we mentioned, he's the first guy I remember. He had a donkey riding the back of his truck with him. Everywhere he went, he had a donkey sitting in the truck. Front and the back. Hey, he we, had a little old man. That thing sit in the front seat. We got the truck. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. I bought Dewey's truck. It's a 87. It got 120,000. Dewey, well, what we do, he'd eat the old Chuck Wagon restaurant. Daddy would carry me. And, and and Dewey Cook, I'd pull up and I'd, that old donkey just sitting there looking at you. He could write a book. He'd have he'd be down there at the store and pick us when he put him in a little red wagon and pull him around. Man, that ain't making this up no, now. No, I, I, yeah. I ain't no doubt. <laughs> but it, it, I don't know of another guy that rode a donkey around in his truck. Dewey Cook did. He, he, had, a, he had a mannequin too. Well, he I, had a mannequin. Well, he was a little nervous about things. Well, yeah, he, to, yeah, yeah, very nervous. He, he was had a, a mannequin dressed up like a hunter driving, riding truck. Yeah, he was a gambler. He I'm didn't. not. I'm not going to say anything because yeah, he I may know. come back. He, <laughs> he's still home. He's still down there. He's still in coal fire. I live down though. there. He, he was one of them trust fund kids, Mitt. But he was a he was a. But he look a to talk character. about that. Jerry's stepson Joe, <clears throat> Pritchard, he about half raised me where we first lived. He got me into lots and lots of trouble. The first time I ever rode a horse, coon dogs, this and that. But Joe would be about probably 80 mm-hmm. now, maybe. That's right. Was that Allison's dad? Yeah. 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 All right. So he, he taught me lots and lots about turkey. Because Joe was a turkey hunter 
But no, no way before here. then. See, he grew up on the bend down there, mm-hmm. and he got me hunting off horses because that's how Joe hunted. He was the first one. Of, I bet you one of the first ones in Mississippi ever climbed a tree. And but uh, anyway, when he was a kid, which would have been I'd, I'd hate I'd had to figure out what year, but uh, if he was eighty now, whatever that be, nine ten years old. 69 in the 50s yeah 69 was gravel 14 now was gravel when when you come by us it's pines now but there was a field there and him and his mama was riding in the car coming from columbus and saw a deer up there and everybody around told him he was a liar and he had to go out there in that field and show him the deer track mm-hmm. now you're talking about a killer i've seen deer horns when joe was alive when i was you know let's say 25 years ago, maybe, uh, that we'd all mounted full body. Right, that and, he, and he threw the horns <laughs> in the barn. I'm talking about 250-pound deer. So that'll be another podcast on why the deer's changed and, <laughs> and Joe's theory. And he's right. right. Way before anybody around here ever talked about, Joe was killing monsters, had old right. old army jeep, a horse. And I'm talking about, some monsters that's cool stuff and joe joe was you think about all the relationship that y'all made and and uh over the years on hunting it's it, it's it's pretty good ain't it and business wise yeah it's been you know we've been in it like i said we, it's just been what we do yeah for so long and the people that have share that same just like all of us sitting here we all right. love a deer right. or what deer turkey whatever you gonna you gonna you gonna meet those people that have those same interests, and 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 we've all evolved in into from that 11, 12 year old shooter to what I guess we call ourselves hunt. Mm-hmm. We still hunt, we still like to hunt. I still, you know, we get into the bow hunting more. Jason's gotten more into it. I, I a couple of years ago, I didn't pick up my gun. I didn't kill much, but that's okay. But we've all we've seen the deer hunting industry change we've seen the management practices change but we're all still right here in the middle of it so it's uh the hunting industry to a point i hate to see it and i hate to say i don't hate to say it but i hate to see it it's gotten bad it's changed so much it's and it's like anything in this world it's all about money these days and it makes me sick for all the junk put out there that's not right, right. it's bs whether it be land management tactics or products you can buy, it to me it's learning a lot. And and of course my son's on social media and looks at all that stuff and I have to tell him every night, Cody, that's BS. It's not right. That cornhole myth that you that yeah. one that's, that's a, oh, And it's just so much out there. I hate it because it's 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 Technology is not always good, and it's it's just all about money. And and these people are pumping money into the, these lobbyists and stuff. And and it, before you know it, some laws are changed. One that's really got me pissed is when they change the season and turkey season in Alabama. Right. I mean, tur- I love deer, but turkeys is. I don't need to. I don't need to have to pick between the two, but. When they changed them laws a couple of years ago in Alabama, that was the biggest crap I ever seen in my life. And then two years later, they're reporting the biggest hatch of ever. And I'm thinking, 
but nobody manages right, and that's another deal too. It's just so aggravating to to that the people that push it, they're just not right. It's just facts, and I can prove it. Yeah, I, I went I went to the co-op other day. It's funny what you talk about these different products and stuff. But I went to the co-op other day, and a guy I knew him. I ain't gonna, you know him. I'll tell you later. We got the podcast, and he didn't know I was behind him. He had him a handful of blueberry stump lick and and rack master five i mean he had four five six jugs of it rack master five i might have to get me yeah. a bag of that, was that? Yeah. he put it up on the counter when he looked up he saw me he said oh hey, hey man i just go get some of this stuff just I, you know I, I, and, I, and i just i got so tickled i said yeah man stuff pretty you know say <laughs> here's the thing you can look at that it, I didn't know deer like blueberry stump lick. I don't like yeah. They do. <laughs> On top of corn, they do. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> you, you know, it, there's, a, there's a fine line between somebody can always argue, well, that maybe that gets some new people into the, our sport, our lifestyle. And that's good. But as long as we've got new people coming in that don't have a history – they don't have that history to look back on like we do. They didn't build that foundation. So, yeah, I, you every, watch a TV. You watch a thirty-minute TV show. Twenty minutes of it is content, and the other ten are commercials. The big thing, yeah, these, the big know, thing yeah. these days, we're we're almost looked down upon because of what we do. If you ain't killing a deer on public. Yeah. I mean, there's more post pictures posted on Instagram that was killed on a nice piece of private, and they said they killed it on the refuge. That's right. Which I ain't got a problem with hunting public. It's fun, but that piece of public wouldn't be near as good if we wasn't doing what we was doing on no private. I ain't no doubt. So you, your landowner gets looked down upon and frowned yeah, on. Public's fine. I, I, I graduated a guy in forester school, and he was hunting on public bow hunting, and a guy come through a squirrel hunting and shot him out of a tree. Mm. And to this day, I mean, you know, he he, well, it, he turns his head, you know, he didn't have no orange on, but he turns his head. The guy thought it was a flash of squirrel. Yeah. And, and I guess he was going to shoot up in the nest, make it move, pull a Jerry Clyer move, but it, mm. hey, he smoked him. I mean, shot him. And if well, he wouldn't have glass on it, it knocked his eyes That's out. one of the negatives of social media, as good as a lot of it can be, because we can share a lot of informative stuff. And a lot of people look at it. And, yeah, they but do. then you get that, that person who it's all about being an influencer, whatever you want to call it, because people have learned to make a dollar doing it, is they'll – shortcut what it took to get there mm -hmm. no doubt take yeah and, and yeah. that gets what it takes to get there gets lost on the new hunter and and maybe we do yeah and going back to what you said earlier i had a conversation with a guy about this one time talked about how secretive hunters are that's just natural that's right well that's where we have to find a way maybe to be secretive, but we, you you can't keep it to yourself all the time either. Well, if we're gonna grow we... it, if we're gonna grow it, we're losing it. We're losing we're losing numbers. There's no doubt. Everybody knows that. Lots of things influence that. But if if like Jason and I have talked about it on the YouTube, if we can kind of show somebody what we do as a lifestyle and it's improving what we got, and along the way you're doing a lot of fun hunting and fun stuff with your kids and your family, well maybe that's a lifestyle somebody else wants to. And it doesn't have to be hunting. 
just get outside. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to work no more. No. That's the that's the downfall to why I don't want to share a lot because they too daggum lazy to do what you want to do anyway. I so. love to work. It goes back to we we y'all we, we all played ball growing up and stuff. Well, you didn't win the state championship. You won state championship in the off season. That's right. That's, that's when right. you kill big bucks too. Yeah. That's right. You that's, got that's to, that's, that's just my, it. My thing is you yeah. got to. You got to feed them, and they got. I mean, it goes back. We we planting pine out. trees in February and water ankle deep, or we was planting pine trees in June. Or that's the hard there. part about the kids is, and I'm trying to figure out this too. I'd love to have, a, as it says, I'd love to have a clean slate piece of property, and to buy Cody a double bar, yeah. and a thousand trees yeah. up, because yeah. they're they're never going. It's easy to manage a place once it's built, mm-hmm. but it shows you the difference. Like my daddy never killed deer till he was sixty four years old. Right. But he didn't have any land. Yeah. And yeah. and I had to carry him hunting. Well, and that doesn't go. Me and your daddy wasn't a big deer hunter. I don't have one memory of hunting with my daddy. Yeah. Yeah. See, we don't take that for granted. We grew up like that. I want to direct some traffic also towards y'all's YouTube. Hollis Farms, y'all still, I know you got a little bit of issue right now, but y'all still rolling. Yeah, we, I give it, in case somebody does, because we get to Jackson season every day, people still wonder what we're doing. We, we, were, we were demonetized. We, we feel like it's the hog trapping. And and the way we we showed the, the truth, the whole mm-hmm. truth, and nothing but the truth, and some people don't like that. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you now, shooting stuff is well, just the people are weird it's, about. It's it. a problem, but they demonetized yeah. us. There 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 is a a time period where uh, there's gonna be a time where we can actually reapply, and we hope to get back up and running. Then, of course, channel's still up. We just not. Yeah, it just shows you who's who, who's loud in this country. Ain't no question. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but if they knew how much millions of dollars that those hogs cost, if they's rooting in their yard, in their yard, they'd be no, doubt. Right. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. Land management ain't always Man, pretty. No, that's right. Man, but yeah. we, Brent, we do the. If anybody's interested in it, of course, Hollis Farms Facebook and Instagram. I do both of those. I enjoy Instagram. I like the photography and the imagery, right. and yeah. we the whole purpose of that was to direct. I see y'all doing a little different stuff, you two. Yeah, a little duck hunting, a little dove hunting. That ain't like I ain't up y'all's alley, but I see y'all putting it out. There. We never had Cody. dove feel in our life till Cody's at that age. I mean, you talked about it last year. That duck hunt's a popular thing. I don't get it. Deer's chasing too but, many uh, does. It, these kids like this duck hunting now. It's it's a it's a. I, now I say this: if you keep talking about young kids and recruitment. You got to do what's fun for him. Put a kid yeah. in a dove field with a 20-gauge and some cheap shells. Yes. Let him shoot till his arm hurts. See, you know, that's another done. point. Why Why we always want to – it ain't always got to be fun or too easy. That's what this world's getting right. to. Everything's it's easy. It's, it's like the process. Mitt, Mitt, Mitt and I have talked about yeah, that. Yeah, why do we want to recruit somebody that don't ain't going to love it? Yeah. That's, that that's early, my point, early too. Early success, I think, burns a lot of them out. They move on to something else. And, yeah. and I, I didn't have early success. Look, I was my brother death-marched me on turkey hunts for several years before I ever heard. I, look, I was convinced that what, it was all a lie. Turkeys really don't right. die. Well, been there. It was like a shot that first been there morning. before, yeah. yeah. Well, y'all ride about every day. I grew up right there on that bypass, hunting on that 82 bypass, and all year we saw two deer. Yeah. And I had a shotgun got from Gibson. That's a good point, yeah. Jason. That, yeah, we're, we're, it, it's baseball. It's success. baseball work, anything. Yeah. Nobody wants to work. Yeah. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, and my, my boy's not perfect, but he don't fit in. And I mean that in a good way. And, and and I want to keep it that way, and I have to explain a lot to him 
all the time. I said, buddy, it just ain't going to be that way at our house. And I, I just, I'm not, I'm, I think the old school way is the best. Man, I'm going to tell you, I, y'all coming in and telling this story, I, it means a lot. I, and a lot of people know. They, you know, they watch y'all stuff, but the, the real behind the scenes, nobody knows. Well, you know, we Man, forget that's, about that's awesome. it, too. Jason and I bring up stuff. There's a million stories oh, we could tell just... about the time we fell asleep in the camp house and the flood come up. We couldn't get out of there hardly. Right. And stuff like that. I mean, we, we lived it when our buddies were in the heat somewhere, laid up watching TV. But we just, that's just what we did. And we were out there. For whatever reason, we still loved it. But y'all was made to work. It's got to be easy these yeah. days. I think that goes back. I know we're going to wrap this thing up probably, but the social media is part of that problem because all you see is the Fun. success. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's There's one thing there, too, to think about, too, and I had to be, and, and me and Mitt talk about it a lot of times, I had to be careful with Cody. Oh, I about rent Cody early on with the deer business because like Mitt said I mean Cody wasn't hunting but every afternoon we were skinning 250 inch deer and you know we was bottle feeding and all and and that was one reason I quit right and it took a little while but when he when he got away from that he realized well this just ain't you know that easy or whatever you want to call it and and it's changed him a lot especially turkey hunting and stuff but uh if if they don't want it, they don't want it, and I never would push him. If if all he wanted to do was, I wouldn't let him fool with video games or a computer or nothing. But if it was something outside, if it was fishing or what at baseball, if all he wanted to do was baseball, no hunting, I was gonna be there. But right. I'm just proud he has taken up hunting. He don't go with me like I used to. He's getting more and more. It, it's just a balance there. You you can't push it on them and hammer like some of them we've talked about because they'll quit they'll quit you did and really good at that you were patient i remember when he was going through that and you were very patient with it, him. It, it, it i'm was, glad you told that story there's so much more for him to do y'all we didn't have nothing else to do see and i did i kind of like i said i didn't kill a deer till i was 11 i didn't kill a turkey till i was 17 18 years old but there's just you know we all is we, when we're all 10 11 12 years old we're starting to figure out what we like yeah. and for me at that time hunting wasn't as where Jason was seven when we started, got a little deeper into it early on, but then it all circled back. It always circled back because we all can't play ball forever. But uh, you know, still was about being outside. No matter what it was, we were always outside doing something. And I never fished. Jake loved to fish. Right. Cody loves to fish. You know. But being outdoors. But be outside. I don't care what you're doing. Just get outside and do it. Yeah. Well, Brent. Look, I appreciate y'all giving up a a good day. The best day of the season. The best day so far. Awesome. Yeah, Jason beat Tom's on the way home. I've heard I've heard them phones and cameras going off. (laughs) 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 Some of it was my own. (laughs) Nah, look, thank y'all. We're gonna get out of here, and uh, y'all y'all check out Hollis Farm social media and YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and we're gonna try to have them back a little bit, talk deep dive in some of this management. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Thank you.